Willian out to take the corner. Oh, go the heads are back off the bar. It's in now. It's Reece James off the bench, the 19-year-old. What a day to stop the bridge. Unbelievable. And the teenager that Frank Lampard has so much faith in has repeated in the Champions League. Chelsea fall, Ajax fall, whatever next. What a finish from the young man. What is going on, guys? We are back for another episode of the Blue Crew Podcast, episode 30. And it's a very, very Merry Christmas from us three here today because finally, back in the swing of it, and we can record a podcast after a win. We're not going to sit here and complain. We're not going to sit here and abuse Man United or all these other clubs. We can just talk about positivity at our own football club. And it's about time because I've been waiting for it. It's not yes. December, so yes, in. They are the voices of my beautiful co-hosts, two very happy people. OJ, in particular, after his darting wizard from Australia, also came out victorious. Up the Whitlock, come on, boys! How are we both doing? Very, very good. Well. Yeah, very good. Very happy. Very happy I indeed. I said to my parents a couple of nights ago that uh, if we don't beat West Ham. Uh, that I wouldn't speak till uh, till Boxing Day, and luckily we won, so I can speak. Jesus Christ! Oh so, yeah, <laughs> quite self-imposed statement. I'd be Remember too I'd be you... too sad to speak after three losses in a row. To be honest with you, but... <laughs> remember in school where you used to do like a sponsored silence? Oh yeah, that was some like that. Some I remember people used to do that. That was weird. If, if Chelsea lose, Luca does a sponsored silence to raise have... money to. I don't to, know to to bring players in. Just I'll just go around with a whiteboard and a pen, just writing what <laughs> I'm <have> to say. <laughs> oh. But no, that's not happening because we won. It's been eight and you're talking about a whiteboard in primary school and a sponsor silence. I'm so confused how this has happened. Hey, anyway, just let the vibes take just take won. over the Chelsea podcast. Won. Well, where like just go on, Luca. What did you think of it? Because you're talking. Make the most of it. What did you think of the game? Brief overview. It wasn't even that. We were so we were average. We weren't even that good. It took us quite a while to get into the game. We were very slow, and it was just a bit. It was a bit lackluster. On who scored the first goal? Who scored Tiago. the first goal? Silver. Who was it? Silver. Oh yeah, Tiago Silva. And it was. It it came at an unfortunate time really because obviously Ben Chilwell came off injured with what looks like a damaged ankle ligaments it, it didn't look great on the replays he sort of his ankle sort of just bent underneath him so oh, he brought Emerson on the ligaments it, it probably is but I beg it's not yeah I think it I think it must be because he tried to carry on and then just it, it just wouldn't go for him and two minutes later he was sat back on the floor so we brought Emerson on for him and we brought him on got a corner Mason Mount from the corner whips it in Thiago Silva bosh straight into the back of the net one nil and from there Tom you discussed before OJ came on just now that after the goal, it's sort of we kind of slowed down and let West Ham sort of get more into the game, and it was a bit. It's happened. It happened against Wolves and App against Everton. We sort of once we scored, we we didn't really get in, into the game, get more get more momentum going. But luckily, West Ham, you said they didn't have a shot on target in the entire game. Luckily for us, that happened, so it didn't really cause too many problems. Mendy had not much to do, and uh, second half it started okay, and then. As it progressed, Abraham scored twice, 
in the space of, I think it was like two minutes. And just like that, we've taken two chances that have come to us and we've sort of wrapped the game up rather quickly. And once it became 3-0, it was kind of a routine play out of the game and just get the win. So it was an average game, but thankfully we've got the win. Yeah. OJ, what did you pick up? Bloody well described that was. Um, no, it's just like Lucas said, I think that period from when we went from when Silver scored to probably when Tammy scored, that odd 55, 60 minutes was just really average and just quite sucky. <laughs> just really, really, really crap football. Is just like not the... You always felt that West Ham had a chance to get back into the game. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Haller... Whilst he didn't look particularly dangerous, he had West Ham did have a few opportunities to sort of ruffle some feathers, but fortunately they didn't come off. I think one in particular, there was like a massive scramble in the six-yard box. I'm not sure when in the game it was, but it was definitely 1-0. Um, and so, you know, like if that goes in, the game changes and West Ham have all the momentum because we've been playing like crap for 45 minutes. So... Um, no, happy for Tammy to bag two goals. Um, I said, I think I was saying during the game that it was just, I didn't feel Tammy was, Tammy wasn't in the game at all. I don't think until like five, maybe like the five minutes before he scored. And then he got a chance and I think it went wide. And then he got his two goals, which were decent finishes as well, actually. Um, maybe the Werner one a bit less, but the second one was a decent finish. So, you know, I'm happy happy to get a 3-0 win. Uh, always happy with a win, whatever the score. But, yeah, up, up the Blues. Up the Blues. No, I like you. I think if you look at Jose Mourinho, we'll say there's a big difference between being dominated and allowing your opponent possession. And unfortunately, when we took the lead we decided to allow our opponents a lot of possession, which is fine because we've already proven this season that we can deal without the ball. Man mm. United, Sevilla, you know, we, we can sit back and defend Leeds. But what annoyed me, and I was saying to Luca the most, was in transition when we got the ball, we were allowing West Ham to come on to us, that's fine. But when we got the ball, we were just giving the ball away, just kicking it long, especially in parts of the second half. We just Mendy would just get the ball, put it on the floor, Hoof it up, lose the ball, come straight back. Because have you seen the size of those two West Ham centre backs? Oh, <laughs> Balbuena is a monster. Now Abraham's big, yeah, and he's getting better at hold at play. He's not beating Ogbonna and um. I was just saying, pretty big as well. And then the two people sat in front of him are Rice and Suchek, Suchek. who are really small in there. Yeah. So, like, Tammy Abraham sat in the middle of this square of, like, six foot 12 giants and we're just going long to him and we looked pretty average on the ball. That's mm. what annoyed me. I got progressively more annoyed as the game went on because I thought we started well and we did start brightly on the ball and then we just started hoofing the ball and then we started giving the ball to Werner, which was probably the worst thing we did. Oh, I can't God. believe Hudson didn't get on. Like, I mean, I thought I think Alex Goldberg tweeted... After about 60 minutes, um, Callum for Werner whenever you're ready, Frank. And he just never came on. And I was like, literally every time we give the ball to Werner, we are losing the ball right now. 
he needed to, I thought he needed to make that change. We aren't going to cover Werner. We're not going to because we did it last episode. We're just going to, unless you've got anything really extra to add, we're just going to leave that and say we move. Yeah. I was I was only going to say you know he missed what two chances, two really good chances, two decent one on ones. Yeah. Uh, it was just a bit sort of disappointing, but you know strikers are allowed to miss, so just don't miss too often. The worry is, and this is, I agree with this, the worry is when the chances stop coming. Yeah. And Werner will not stop running. He won't stop trying. Yeah, he won't, he won't, he won't give up. He won't stop shooting. He won't stop making the runs. He does need to score them, like he does. I think he's hit the woodwork five times this season, which you could say yeah. is unlucky, yeah. But also, just score, please. Yeah. Like I think the goal, getting a goal against Arsenal especially would do bags for confidence. So. Right. The Pulisic mm. one should have been played earlier, but his touch is poor and his finish is horrible. The Abraham cross into the box, I just think Werner full of confidence is attacking that properly and scoring. Now, I'll ask you to OJ, you spoke about Abraham. I yep. don't think I'm biased on Abraham yet. I just mm-hmm. think I like this performance a lot more. Luca, what did you think? Because we spoke at lengths last week about tactics, what formations we'd play... Yeah, making up, you know, whatever formation it was to be. <laughs> and I spoke a lot about Tammy Abraham, was very complimentary of him. What did you think of his performance yesterday? I thought it was, it was, it was, it was quite good, actually. I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you talked about how Giroud is sort of hurting us in attack, really, that you can't go, no one can go beyond him. He's like the, he's like the point, the highest point of the attack. No one gets in behind him. He's the one that holds everything up kind of thing mm. and I thought he played really well I mean it's it's completely it's a completely different performance to his against Everton and Wolves and uh, he looked really good last night he was holding I thought he held the ball up quite well linked up with with everyone well and even like he was putting crosses into the box for that cross into the box for Werner that showed that he's not just a he's not just a hold up man he can sort of run the channels and create chances for other players so I thought he played really well and his two goals were... I was really happy for him with his two goals because I think that just capped off his performance, really. So, yeah, I think he had a very, very good game and I think he should carry on and start against Arsenal on Boxing Day. I think it took some big kahunas from Frank to drop Giroud because he's been scoring goals yeah. and he's also had a week to rest. So he couldn't even sit there and say, oh, it's packed schedule for Giroud. No, really, the team he played today was the team he thought was suited best to go and win the game. And I liked that because I desperately wanted to see Tammy because last week we well decided, agreed that especially if Werner's playing on the wing, Tammy has to play with him because there's so much more to offer with Tammy. As you said, Luca, getting in behind. When Giroud plays, we look very flat on the back four. Albeit yesterday, albeit it was hard, as we say, because if Tammy tried to drop deep, he had Noble, Suchek and Rice all ratting around him. But he has the ability to come short. The problem was yesterday, we just hoofed the ball up to him and he wasn't going to win the ball. But when we were playing, he's just so much more mobile. He can come deep. His feet are getting better and better and better. It was always something really underrated in this game, how good he is on the ball. His movement off the ball is nice. I don't know. He he really impressed me yesterday. And plus, look back to that goal he scored against Arsenal last year. He loves loves the Emirates. He's like Drogba. He's Drogba incarnate. <laughs> right. he's, he's gonna do it again. He's gonna do it again. Tammy, does, uh, I was gonna say, does Jorginho start 
next week just for just for bagging the goal again against Arsenal. There we go. That's the talking point. No is the answer. What did you think of Jorginho's <laughs> yesterday? What do you think of him starting and what did you think of his performance? Is this me or is this Luca? Either of you. Well, both I'll of you. Luca, you can I'll, go first. I'll say I didn't expect him to start and I don't think it was the right game for him to start. I think the midfield of Kante, Jorginho and Mount was too... There was no creativity. I wrote, in, I wrote five things for SW6 a while ago and one of them was there was no... The mid, it was sort of too. There's no creativity going forward. Like Mount was the only one really that could try and make things happen because Kante's role is to sit deep, sweep up the mistakes, and, and God knows whatever. When did that change in the game? Because for me, there's a very specific thing that happened that changed that and Politics actually got us back in the game. There we go. And yeah. Exactly. That's what I was going to lead on to because I wrote yeah. that as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm going off here. Um, yeah, I didn't think it was the right game for Jorginho to start and there was no creativity. And that all changed because you were talking about transition. That all changed when Kovacic came on because you can actually see what he's trying to do in transition. He comes deep, he gets the ball, he can take out like three or four players with like a simple dribble, you know, when he like beats like three or four players with a, with a decent dribble. And that, I think that changed completely the complexion of the midfield in the game. And it looked, going forward, it looked a bit quicker going forward and there was more impetus going forward. So I think... It probably wasn't the right game for Jorginho to start. I would have liked to see Kovacic because that would have given us more, more like, I can't think of a word, more more interesting moves going forward kind of thing. Yeah. With Jorginho, no, I, it was I, too basic. It was just passes out, sideways, backwards. Am I right like, in saying we played a 4-3-3 last night? I would say we, we did. did. Yeah, because when I saw the yeah. team, we were discussing what it was going to be. And there was part of me that thought, oh, maybe we've gone back to a 4-2-3-1 and we we're going to play the double pivot. But it didn't look like it at all last night, which interested me a lot because if you looked at... My mate, actually, is a West Ham fan, uh, messaged me at half-time and said, I think we need to close down Jorginho. He's being allowed too much time on the ball. And I replied saying, there's no pressure when he's got the ball at left-back because he picked the ball up on the back four, just left-back, right-back, and he was doing nothing with the ball. I don't think that was down to Jorginho. I just think... It just didn't work with him for me. It just didn't work. He didn't progress the ball. He didn't move the ball with any passes. The only good thing I think Jorginho really did yesterday was that nice sweeping ball he played for Tammy in the first half, which we saw last year a fair few times. I didn't think he added anything to the game. I didn't mind him starting, but Jorginho definitely changed it. OJ, what do you think? Uh, I thought he had maybe a... Under a, a, a what's it called, a below average game for Jorginho standard. It's not his best performance by a long shot, I don't think. Um, like Luca and you both said, um, I think not playing Kovacic or maybe bringing Kovacic on is a bit lackluster because he should be starting. And I think he, I think he deserves to start. I mean, he's been one of our best players of recent times in recent games so I'm not really sure about the pick of Jorginho Uh, I like Jorginho I think he's a good player but perhaps not his finest game perhaps not I don't know whether he just didn't feel not up to it but didn't feel didn't get into the game didn't didn't really get his flow on. I'm not I'm not really sure that, you know, it's just a bit of a below average game for him. 
He doesn't help a team when you're not controlling the game, does he? He's the sort no. of person you want when you've got 80% possession, not when you've got 80% possession against you. Because yeah. we were looking to counter-attack, basically, and Jorginho offers nothing to a counter-attack. He's got all... blisters, blistering pace. <laughs> I can't, what was it? Dad, Dad said something yesterday, albeit he was only half-watching the game. And I think Jorginho landed horribly, didn't he? He landed on his knee, and I mm. thought he was going to do his ACL because he basically landed with a straight leg, and Dad just went... He just looks a bit a bit skinny, doesn't he, for a footballer? And I went, yeah, he's not particularly athletic, <laughs> this man. Your dad would probably give him a race, I reckon. It would be an interesting one. I'd that would be entertaining. Yeah, I don't think Jorginho will play against Arsenal. Do you think it'll be Kante Kovacic-Mount? I hope so. because I, hope, I think it should be, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like if it is Kante Kovacic-Mount, I mean, I'm not going to say that we don't have a good chance of winning, but I think we've got a decent chance of, of beating Arsenal. Um, but I think that gives us a... As, as, that is our best three midfield like, yeah. core this season so far. So I think going into a London derby, a big game against Arsenal as well, um, trying to get some more points to sort of overtake the teams above us, I think that's a good good idea to start off that mid three, uh, midfield three. There's more energy in it. There's more. There's more ideas there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think they've been three of our most consistent players. Kante's been exceptional. Mount has been absolutely bang on pretty much every game. And Kovacic, when he's played, has been world class again. Unsurprisingly, he's good. He's that good. And I won't let my love for Kovacic slide. He is currently my favourite player, and has been for a little bit as well. Um, <laughs> so. Going into the Arsenal game, mm-hmm. they have looked pretty susceptible to counter-attacks recently. Burnley, they dominated the ball. Southampton, I think they dominated the ball. Spurs, they dominated the ball. And they picked up one point from those three games. And Everton as well, dominated the ball and got done. We've got more quality than Burnley, Southampton and Everton. And we can dominate a game probably better than Spurs can on the ball. Yeah. Do you think Lampard will go over? sit back, try and pick them off with the fast German and Pulisic on the wings? Or do you think Lampard will go for a more attacking one and say, no, we're controlling this game, we're going to stamp ourselves on it? Because if you look back at our last few games, Everton, we've had most of the ball. Wolves, we have most of the ball. And we lost. Yesterday, we sat back and actually won. Albeit, rode our luck a little bit. So do you think Lampard will have like a balancing act to play? I really hope that it is the latter and we press and attack Arsenal. We go at Arsenal. We look at their attacking prow I'll say prowess, but there's none there. Their attacking ability this season and it is pathetic, Inability. really. Inability, yeah. I mean, there was a stat that came up in the in the game the other day, I think against Burnley. And it was like the uh, Arsenal going forward and it was like shots 20th, shots created 19th. It was like since the international break. Yeah. Since the international <laughs> break. And it was just like, there was like four stats there. It was like shot accuracy and it was like 2% or something. And it was like 20th, like dead last in the league. And I was like, that is, ins- that is incredible to me. Like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I drafted a Bamiyang in the first round of our FPL draft this year. 
I was fuming. I was like, Aubameyang's going to bag some goals, and he's just been absolutely crap. He's a midfielder. He was my captain for a fair while. Yeah. Oh, dear. (laughs) Oh, dear. Arteta's got him scoring own goals. This is prime Arteta ball we're talking about. Um, You think the Arsenal captains have scored more own goals than they have scored goals this season? (laughs) Right. But this is what I'm saying. Arsenal's inability to go forward, like... Our defence is, is solid, right? If if we play, I mean, if Chilwell is fit enough to play against Arsenal and he's actually okay, all right, I hope yeah, he will yeah. be. Not sure. He might be a doubt, but I'm not sure. If he is fit and it's him, Silver, Zuma and Dave at the back, I think that's a sick back four. And, I mean, Dave looked really good last night. I just want to say he was incredible last night. He was solid. so good. On and, the ball. He's still like has his failings, doesn't yeah. he? But in one-on-one defending, it, like, he just looks as good as he ever has. And you know, Arsenal have no ability to go forward on the ball. They've shown it this season, and they look absolutely crap at the back. They look so bad. They got they're playing Rob Holden and David Luiz every game. They they've got they've got oh going forward they got Willian, Chelsea servant, good, decent player for us in the past. He's had one shot in the last 11 games and they're paying 300k a week. He's definitely bagging. He's stinky. He's not scoring. Arsenal aren't scoring. Our Chelsea are going to win 5 0. Look, Luca, I'll come to you in a second. Keep, keep these <laughs> the vibes going. Honestly, the Arsenal abuse. We, we've not got Matt Key on. We should have got him on <laughs> just to listen to him to his own team. Luca, oh. the Arsenal midfield, albeit how bad their attack and the defences, could be the worst area of their pitch right now. Shaka is probably going to play. Let's go to town on him. He yeah. is useless, yeah? Now, let Mount run rings around him. and If we are going to have Emerson sick. and Azpilicueta, our two, but we've lost James and Chilwell, two of our better players this season. We've lost them to injury, which hampers us going forward. That puts a lot more pressure on Kovacic and on Mount and on Pulisic to produce in the final third. Do you think winning that midfield battle, taking control of the battle and the ball, now and Kovacic in particular, are going to have a massive role to play? Because I, I, I think they will. I think they're going to mount in particular, and Kovacic more on the ball, is going to have to take a bit more on his shoulders to produce and create in the last third. I think so, yeah. And I've heard that, I heard, I can't remember which game it was, I think it was against Burnley when they played, that one of the commentators on the game said that the gap between their, four, their front line and their midfield is just so big. And I think that could be quite important because that could be where the likes of Kante, Kovacic, maybe Mount, or maybe Mount might be going forward a bit more. They could like they could take advantage of that because there's no connection between the front line and the midfield. They're gonna if they're gonna be trying to put balls up into their into their forwards, that could be easily easily cut out. So I think the midfield battle could be crucial and I think we'll probably win it. I think Xhaka's Xhaka's probably the biggest liability there. He's I wouldn't be surprised if he tries and puts one of our players in a chokehold, if I'm being honest. Is he he, he loves doing that. So, isn't he? Is he even going to be available? That'd be a real shame for us if he isn't. If he isn't, it's a shame. But, I mean, for our players' safety, it's probably the best thing. But I think that, uh, yeah, I think the midfield battle could probably be, will probably be quite important and I think we'll win it. And like I mentioned with the connection between their, the Arsenal midfield and the front line, I think we can... We can snuff that out and don't give them any opportunities. So I think, I think we'll probably, we'll 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 come out on top in that in that department. 
And where do you think the goals are coming from? Obviously, Abraham got two yesterday, one from a scuff shot and one from, albeit actually a nice little bit of build-up play. It was scrappy in the way that it went in with Pulisic picking up and chucking Fabianski into the shed end, into the Matthew Harding end before we scored. But like, where do you think we're going to create and get goals from in this team? Other than set pieces, of course, by the way, because wow. Yeah, we're best in the league, aren't we? By we Eight just overtook West Ham last night, I think. We've scored now. I think we've now scored nine, and West Ham and West yeah. Ham hadn't conceded a set piece until last night as well. Also, I think I saw a stat on Sky last night, and it was um, that we have the most games this season where we've scored three or more goals out of any Premier League team. I think we've got. I think again, we've got eight eight games this season where we've scored three or more goals. Um, I think United are second on seven, so you know, Bagsman. I, I, so, I, I feel stupid now. I sat there and said, "Where are we getting the goals from? We're not creating much, and yet we're scoring goals for we're fun, really." Goals for fun, yeah. Against Leeds, three. I mean, Southampton, West Brom, uh, um, Everton, uh, no, no, Palace. Yeah, just going back for all the games, we do score a lot of goals and a lot Lots of those goals. games. I'm just saying, a lot of those games, Mr. Tammy Abraham is playing. Tammy Abraham played <laughs> against Palace. Tammy Abraham played against West Brom. He came on. Tammy yeah. Abraham yeah. played yesterday. Tammy Abraham played against Leeds. <laughs> yeah. He's good. He's scoring. I think he's going to score. He'll he'll definitely score against I'll, Arsenal. I'll say it again. He's drop. He's drop by number two. He's going to come and haunt Arsenal. And plus, Azpilicueta last year loves a goal against Arsenal. He's going to do it. He does. Although Martinelli will be back. Didn't like Kante slipping over. Bless him. Oh, he did that again. He did that last night, didn't he? Yeah, he I saw it happen and Seb I went, Haller. oh, for God's sake. And God, I, saw a tw- I saw a tweet and it said, if anybody didn't think of Martinelli PTSD, you're not a Chelsea fan. Uh, the first did, right, let's just have a little, little couple of minutes here from you two. Can we just praise Thiago Silva for oh, so probably the episode? He was he was my number one. Five things we learned how good he is. Without him, I don't know where we'd be. He just brings some. He just brings the calmness, the the control, the the, the experience of that back line that I don't think. I can't think of any other defender right now in the Premier League other than maybe. Is Fabinho still playing at centre back for Liverpool? Got play anywhere. Yeah. 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 I mean, one of those. One of those. At the moment, Thiago Silva was probably the centre-back in the league that brings the most calm to his defence out of any team in the Premier League. He is so good. He's, he's 36, but you wouldn't think it. You'd think he's about 27, the way he's playing. Yeah. Did you so, see Lampard's interview afterwards? No. Where he said, I remember playing in the Premier League at 36, and he's making it look a lot easier than I did. Yeah. I, I, that's, he's he's not wrong. He's so I was saying to Dad, like, when he came, he could speak hardly any English. And now, like, obviously, we don't know how much... It, I wonder what he's saying. Like, what what amount of English he's saying. Because, like, it's so strange that one man can have such a presence when he can't actually speak the language. He must be... It's crazy. Maybe, he's, maybe he's talking French to, like, Azpilicueta or Zuma or someone and they're translating, but when Brazilian. you see him shouting, you just think he must be shouting something in English. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like, shouting his lungs out. 
I'll tell you what I saw as well. There was in the first half when Halaire tried his half overhead kick because it was Halaire and Zuma headed <laughs> off the line. And then Zuma like ran up the post, turned around and started absolutely flipping out to those in front of him. I thought that's something that Zuma wouldn't have done without Thiago Silva. He's just so confident to do yeah. everything. Thiago Silva's just got a class about him at centre back. We need to get him for a second year. We we he's, need him back in. He's yeah. revolutionised our defence. I hope we, I hope we do because it's really unfortunate. I think that he that we didn't get him earlier. Um, you know, every time I see Thiago Silva, I still get flashbacks of that header in the Champions League that like lobs Courtois and knocks us okay. out. I get flashbacks to David Luiz going boom going mental in front of the shed. You know, it's just, but you know, he's in a blue shirt now and he's a bloody legend for it. So he's, <laughs> he's class, he's class. I'm still have to like pinch myself and say, they go, we've got Thiago Silva, like, yeah. like one of the better centre backs in the world over like the last 14 years. Yeah, I remember when he, the last 15 years. Remember how big it was when he went from Milan to PSG? It was such a big transfer, like yeah. maybe even the best centre back in the world at the time. And now he's he's with us. And it's not even like, well, you know, when we had Eto, and it was like, right, Eto can maybe help us out a little bit. Actually, it's crazy that we Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy that we've got Samuel Eto. He'll do a job. He'll be all right. He scored a few goals. He got a hat trick against United. He got memorable moments. But he's not brought a whole aura to the club that Thiago Silva has. He just brings confidence to the team. Oh. Like, it must be so good. Oh, wow. It's a little bit like how Zlatan sort of has that aura about him wherever he goes. So I was just trying to think of a player where he, he comes into a team and that team sort of has that Zlatan feel right away. You look at how he came to United, you know. But he didn't have a. No, so I was just going to say he didn't. They didn't have like a, like a super Zlatan-y style. But he, he, they won. They won a few trophies with him. I mean, he he goes to America and absolutely bloody dominates, and he goes back to Syria and wins a derby with AC. So you know. It's, it's it's he's one of those he's one of those players I think like Zlatan that just has that feel about him and it's just like the fans are drawn to him you know that godlike yeah. presence. <laughs> I, I can think of like three players off the top of my head. So, so Fernandez's impact at Man United, although yeah. not the same sort of world world you know I've been there done it. Obviously Fernandez hasn't got the track record of silver or even close. But he's come in and literally just changed the standards of the whole club at United. Yeah. Silva's done the same thing. I think of um, Vincent Company at Man City, especially in his later years. He was basically running around on one leg, injury prone, couldn't really do very much. He was still, but he was still just like one of the better centre halves in the league. You think Company was quite old, he'd been rested for a few years, he could play maybe once a week. But when he played, Manchester City looked so much better. And you think back to that Leicester goal, and you just think, like, nobody else would have done that. It was his company. He was that good. And he played him. I think Guardiola, like, was in a bit of a situation at the end of that season with that title race. 
and he played company so much, even though he was basically running around on a skeleton because there was just no energy left in him. He was getting old and injury prone. And Guardiola just kept on chucking him in there because it was like, we just, we need him. That's what Thiago Silva reminds me of. It's just like, he just brings everything about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Did you see the, um, the Sky Sports video they did for Lampard and West Ham when they, they did an interview with him? Yeah, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, I, did. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, and he spoke, and Lampard spoke about Drogba, and they asked him. They were talking about the new signings, mm. and Lampard said, "Oh, you know, even people like they asked him about Drogba, and he said, I knew straight away like what Drogba was going to be like because he just carried this aura with him, and he liked yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. that that's that same that same sort of thing, and that just it." I watched that last night actually after the game, and it sort of just grounded me and thought, I'm not panicking about the new signings. Like I've got absolutely no doubt in my mind that Havertz and Werner will both be immense, like for the club, like yeah. they will. And it just like made me just it just calmed me down so much to hear Lampard and the way he speaks. You think he's not just saying this. You, you hear maybe like Ole complaining. Ah, oh, don't get me started on Ole. But he just, I listen to him and I think this man is genuinely making excuses. He's bullshit and he's got no clue what he's going on about. And I listen to Lampard speak. And I just think he knows. He, he has got this vision. Yeah. And we're so lucky to have, I think, somebody think so clearly as a manager. It's just more it's Ole Sander, you know. Oh, dear. It's just like... Oh. He thinks he thinks game by game. Lampard thinks year by year. Not more than that. More than that. He thinks decade by decade, boys. Lampard's <laughs> <laughs> how many Champions League we're winning next season. Like, <laughs> Mark, who's going to be captain when we win the twenty thirty Champions League? Is it going to be Mark Guerri or is it going to be Conor Gallagher? Shit. Oh, he's got grass. Oh, well, that's how many goals we're going to score. Livermento, you know. Oh Livermento. God. Oh, boys. oh wow. So, because this will be our final episode before Christmas, yep. taking this completely off the top of my head, I haven't planned for this at all. Um, okay. Oh, God. What's good got, got, uh <laughs> I'll give you two players each. You've got a naughty and a nice list. Who's, who's, getting, who's getting the naughty presents? That, who's getting that, the nice presents? I was going to say, is that, is that two players on the nice list and two players on the naughty list? Yeah, two players each. Who are you picking okay. on which list? Who's being nice with their presence? Who deserves the new bike or the new horse or whatever they want? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> the the new a new bike to a new horse. <laughs> you're, you're not buying it, yeah? Chelsea Jesus are fun this, so you can give them whatever yeah, you want, okay. and that'll make it interesting, yeah? So you've got two players on yeah. the nice, two players on the naughty, and what present are you giving them? Okay. I'll let OJ go first. Oh, okay. Um, I will give. Kurt, I will put Kurt Zuma on the nice list. And yeah. I will buy Kurt a. Hmm. What would I buy Kurt? I'd buy him a nice uh, Lynx Africa gift set because you have to get <laughs> for them for Christmas. Oh. That's a classic Christmas gift. Yeah, fair enough. And then I would also put on the nice list. Um. Someone who's really impressed me this season, I would give it to Mason Mount. And what are you getting, Mace? Um, a, ca- a, ca- a, a mask, a cardboard mask of Luca. 
<laughs> so, so they can be twins in real life. Say what? I know you've got a little bit of facial hair going on, Luca, but Mount has obviously had a shave. And I, I think he looked even yeah. more like you yesterday. <laughs> yeah, mate, it's so weird. I, I, you need to put a side by side picture of Luca and and Mount, and get the Twitter. Put a poll on the Twitter. I was disappointed. Who more like Mason Mount, Luca, or Mason Mount? Mason Mount, yeah. <laughs> I was disappointed they had a shave, but I've, 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 I'm carrying it on. I've, I'm not planning to, to get rid of it anytime soon. So that must grow so slowly because I haven't seen you in like two months, right? It is really <laughs> slow. It looks it's exactly really the same. It's it really looks exactly slow. the same. Maybe, maybe that's all it will grow to. I don't know, but I'm Holy keeping it. Grows out fairly quickly. Yeah, it needs a trim actually. Mine grows out way too quickly. Luca, who's okay. on your nice list and what you get in them? Uh, I'd have to put, I think Reese James has to go on the nice list. He's been so good. What I would get him, though, hmm. uh, I would get Reese James a. Oh, that's really tough, actually. A new car, because sadly his car got broken into the other week, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, that's, oh, that's good not point. meant to be a dig. That's not meant to be a no, dig. No, no. <laughs> no. Actually, I would get. A, I'm going to change my mind. I'll put N'Golo Kante on the nice list because you can't put yeah, yeah. N'Golo Kante anywhere else. I would get him and <laughs> I would get him a new car. Genuinely. What? Doesn't yeah, he have a he mini? He loves his mini. He loves a mini. Just a little upgrade on the mini. No, get Maybe him I'll... get him a get him a new pair of sunglasses. Get him a get him a Pokemon. Get him <laughs> a Pokemon hat. Pokemon. Oh, I love Kante. And then I would probably put Tammy Abraham on there as well and get him Get him a get him a photo of Drogba and have Drogba sign it. <laughs> to, to, to Tammy, Merry Christmas from Drogba. May your, em, may your Emirates um, may your Emirates like uh, good luck continue. There yeah, you go. I, th- I think I was on your nice list. Edward Mendy, um, a new washing machine. So every time his sheets get dirty, you can just make them clean again. Uh, <laughs> No, he won't use it very often, but I think he needs it. No, I'm trying to think of other players I could pick. Um, oh, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pick Kovacic, and yeah. I'm gonna get him a little trophy, and it's gonna say "World's Best Press Resistant Midfielder." Hey. <laughs> very good. Now, Luca, we'll come back to you first. Naughty list, and what are you getting them? Oh, this is so hard. Who can you give naughty? Yeah, it is hard, you know. You, oh, what? Nobody. Well, I know what I'm getting. You, you can pick the same player. I'm, I'm going to pick Timo Werner, yeah, and I'm getting him a new pair of shoes because that man needs to find his shooting boots again. Fairs. I'm going to put Kai Havertz on there then. That's who I was going to put. And on. give him some weight so he can bulk up. Fairs. <laughs> He's too skinny at the moment. I mean, I'm, that's coming from me, a man who's literally <laughs> extremely skinny. But Kai Havertz, you're getting some weights for Christmas. Yeah. OJ, I... anyone? Maybe only one, because I know that we're all going to pick probably Werner and Havertz. Yeah. I'm going to was... try and think of someone different. Oh, I will I've go with... Um... Oh, um... Marcus Sir... Alonso. Oh, oh, because he just hasn't played this season. Can't get and, a look in. Um, he can't get a look in. He, he's a bit stinky. He's our third choice left back now. Um, behind bloody Emerson. 
So, so what are you buying, Alonso? Um, some hair products. Oh, I was going to say something really bad, but we'd have to cut it out. Um, Just don't. <laughs> oh. uh, I would. I'm sure you can guess what I would have said. Um, I will give. I will buy Marcus Alonso. Um, a framed picture of the Chelsea squad. Actually, no, I wouldn't. I would buy him a dartboard with Chilwell and Emerson's faces on <laughs> that he can take out his frustration at being left out of the squad. Fair enough. By Marcus Alonso. Oh, fair enough. Final <laughs> question to end it off. I don't. Did you see um, Neville and Carragher's 2020 Team of the Year? Premier League yes. Team of the Year? No, yes, I, I did. did. Yeah, I did. So, so just it was uh, Allison, Robertson, Van Dyke, Cody, Alexander Arnold, Henderson, Fernandez, De Bruyne, Salah, Kane, Son. Okay. If you had to pick one Chelsea player for 2020 that you think deserves to be in there, deserves to go in there, and who are they going in there for? You've got to make an oh, argument. Jeez. Getting in that team ahead of somebody else. Who were the midfielders? In the team, Henderson, De Bruyne, Bruno. Okay, oh, uh, I know who I'm going to say. I'm, I'm still thinking. I was going to say someone, but I think looking at the midfielders that are in the team, I probably would change my mind. Um, I would say take out Connor Cody and put in Kurt Zuma. Um, Definitely a fair yeah. point. Uh, you know, Cody's been really good this year, but Zuma, I think, especially in the last sort of four or five months, has just uh, unlocked a new level of his game. He's like an anime character where, like, he's like the main protagonist where he just keeps getting more powerful. Every every sort of, like, story arc. Yeah. He's like, every season he gets a little bit more powerful. He trains up and he's just like, soon he's just going to be, like, unstoppable when he's just going to mince everybody. But I don't know how many times I've told people that Kurt Zuma's got back abs, but it happens from at least <laughs> once every single month. So I turned to Dad yesterday and went, wow, look at those thighs, man. I went, he's got back abs, you know. And Dad went, yeah, Tom, I think you told me the last time we watched the game. And I was like, oh, <laughs> the man has got back abs. Yeah, abs on his back. Ridiculous. Unit. Huge. I mean, I still, I was going to say Kovacic, but looking at that midfield, like right now, it's so hard to displace anyone. But if I had to, di- I'm going to say Kovacic and I'm going to put my neck on the line here. I'm going to displace one of those three midfielders. And it's probably going to be... Oh god, what am I gonna say? Um probably when did when did Bruno Fernandez arrive at United? January. January. God, it's, uh, been, it's been nearly a year since Bruno joined United. That's, that's insane. It's it's really tough. I think Kovacic just has to has to be in there. He was he was literally our best player last season. I, I mean obviously he doesn't actually deserve to be in there, but if you were gonna take somebody out, I think it would probably be for Bruno Fernandes, I would say. It's so hard because you can't take really? De Bruyne. You can't take De Bruyne out, can you? Who you was just... it? De Bruyne, Fernandes and... Henderson. Henderson. Oh, I'd take Henderson out of that three. I don't know. Hernandez, not Hernandez. Henderson was crucial to that Liverpool team winning the league. Oh, without him, I don't think they would have got where they, where they got to. I, I don't think know. Coach's got to be the one, but... 
Uh, yeah, I would probably more agree with it. I've, I've put my neck on the line there. It's a, it's a hot take. So I'd probably, I'd probably agree more. I'd probably agree more with OJ. So OJ seems a lot more, a lot more reasonable. I just think Cody's the weakest player on that out of that team. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, could have said Thiago Silva, but um, no, I think Kurt. Because uh, Silva's only played in the league for like three months. So. Yeah. Well, I think that rounds it off. What a beautiful way to end, not the year, we'll be back. Close. We'll be back before the end of the year. Do you yeah. reckon we can get up the 27th after the year, in between the Arsenal and Villa games? Yeah. Oh, I mean, we could do a That's 29th. Birthday, to be fair, we could do it. We could do a... Wait, when's your birthday, Luca? The 27th. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what I'll be doing on my birthday, but I'll let you know. We could, I mean, we, we could even do um, the 29th. Yeah. Yeah. End of, year, end of year special. Yeah. No, absolutely. Just keep a track of the social media that we probably won't end up using anyway. Um, score <laughs> some more content. We'll actually try and get out some previews and reviews for the other games as well because just forgot yep. about the last time ones, to be honest. But thank you very much for listening. We hope you have a wonderful Christmas um, in hopefully not tier four. Unlucky. If you. Uh, oh. It's been a pleasure that I cut out. Yeah, a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, we didn't hear what you said, but yeah. I'm sorry you said, I felt I heard tier four and unlucky, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's all I needed to hear. Vaguely yeah, understandable. I, know, I don't think any of us are in tier four. No. Yeah. Luca, where, what tier where you are? To be honest, mate, English. it's so convoluted, I don't even know. I, think we're, I don't think we're in tier three. I think we're probably in tier two. I think we're in tier two, aren't we, Tom? I'm in tier three. You're getting oh, so much okay. news every day. I'm in tier two. Yeah. You get so much news like, every like day. Thirty minutes away from me. How the hell are you in tier no, three? I'm, I'm really not. I'm you like are. a solid out and a bit away from you. No, no, that's tripe. No, it's not. That is a quiet place. Anyway, right anyway. Not for that. Not for that negativity. We don't. We don't want to know about tears. It's okay, Christmas. The tier system. It's Come Christmas. On. Merry Christmas, Christmas all the Merry listeners. Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Have a good. A happy New Year. Yes, absolutely. We'll see you before the Happy New Year. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> At least happy New Year. Ciao. See you later. Ciao.